Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Rick J, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Cary, North Carolina. Today is Monday, February 14th, 2022. We are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter of Vision for You on page 164. The third paragraph, fourth sentence, give freely of what you find and join us in reading and commenting on that one sentence only. Today's readers are Tuli B, The Twelve Steps, Joni C, The Twelve Traditions. And our big book readers are Emily D, reading the text, Sally P, um, on page, well, nope, sorry, that's uh, that's going to be uh, Barbara P on page uh, 164. Our newcomer greeter is Alana P, and our second hour moderator is Matt J.F. The share ID for Sunday, February 13th, 2022 is 18,546. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. Overeaters Anonymous is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a vision for you big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Tuli B to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, everyone. Tuli B recovered in California. Um, the 12 steps. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thank you for letting me read. Thank you, truly. I will now ask Joni C. to read the Twelve Traditions. Joni C., go ahead and unmute. Can you hear me now? 
I can hear you now. Okay, this is Joni C., gratefully recovered but not cured in Minnesota. The 12 traditions. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to to place principles before personalities. Thank you and have a great, happy Valentine's Day. Thank you so much, Joni. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes, at the end of which I will give you a gentle reminder. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter of Vision for You on page 164, Third paragraph, fourth sentence, give freely of what you find and join us in reading and commenting on that one sentence only. I will now ask Emily D. to begin reading. Thank you, Rick, uh, for your service and good morning, everyone. Afternoon, evening, I'm Emily D. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater um, in Chicago and this reading One sentence, give freely of what you find and join us. 
Um, there is no greater way to live than this way, <laughs> which I, I feel like saying this, give freely of what you find. So what have I found? Um, you know, clearing away my wreckage, I thought what I would find was something as close to, you know, utopia as possible, right? I come in, I do what you tell me to do, I follow the steps, and I get freedom, right? Like right away, you know, like running through a field with, um, you know, some sort of breeze in my face. And here's the cool thing. I do get that. I do get that. So even my, my worst days today are better than my best days when I was in the food, you know, when I was sort of only giving time and attention to what I was going to eat next. It turns out, you know, give freely of what I find. Um, once I've cleared the, way the wreckage of my past, what I found was I, I'm human. I'm human, which means I am deserving and also capable of great joy and gratitude and delight and you know, some despair, some confusion, some frustration, you know, and I, I find that the freedom I have to move through feelings now, I used to get stuck, like constipated, you know, I'd latch onto a feeling and I would be like, okay, well, I've got to just be like a dog with a bone. Like I have to figure it out. I have to figure it out. I have to figure it out. You know, I had a moment yesterday where, um, where I was kind of in that state and, and join us, right, is the second part of the sentence. And uh, yesterday's sort of dog with a bone moment had me reaching out to people in the fellowship and talking it through. I had talked through it with people outside of the fellowship, sort of doing that like searching for the thing kind of anxiety medicate, like taking that sort of tack with anxiety. And I wasn't finding what I was looking for, surprisingly, not surprisingly. And it was only in talking to another fellow and joining them that I really was able to get myself together and then give, get myself together and give. And I think, you know, what really um, is so precious to me, and I'll end with this, God has given me so much and I'm still really hard-headed and I feel like I aspire every day to be that person who really believes uh, that in the giving I receive, my needs are met when I'm a part of the fabric of something and when I don't hold on to things, right? And I don't protect myself and get my shell put on, but instead I've got that like soft, soft front, right? Um, and really open and, the, and, and have the freedom now to sing, like it says in St. Teresa of Avila prayer, you know, to sing, dance, praise, and love. It is there for each and every one of us, as, as is everything, right? All of the human experience. And I'm so grateful to be alive. So <laughs> with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Emily, for getting us started. Before we get our first group of names, just a reminder that although we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Please give me your first name only and the first initial of your last name. Who would like to share on what was read today? 
Amy G. Got you, Amy. Susan P. Jackie A. Reggie O. What Reggio. Was Chris W. Penny E. Okay, hold on just a minute. There was Reggie. Hold on just a second, guys. So there was who was after right after Reggie? Susan P. I got Susan P. So this is who I have so far: Amy G, Susan P. Uh, I think Janice A. And um, Nancy P. If I haven't called, okay, I got you, Nancy. If I haven't called your name and you already told me your name one time, please let me know what your name is. No, if you haven't already uh, given your name, just hold off a second. So, just for the ones who have given their name, and if you're not Amy G, Susan P, Janice A, or Nancy P, I, I missed a couple of names there, and I want to make sure I got them. All right, guys. Well, if I if I didn't get you, who is this? Sorry. Kaya P. Chris W. Chris W. Okay. Dorita P. All right, we're gonna stop right there. All right. So uh, was the last one was Dorita? Did you say it was Dorita P? Okay, we're going to stop right there. All right, Amy G, Susan P, Janice A, Chris W, Nancy P, Hiya P, Dorita P, Janet B. And if I've got uh, your name wrong or your first initial, your last name wrong, just uh, correct me when I call your name. Amy G, you're up next, followed by Susan P. Go ahead, Amy. And uh, please include the state you're from when you introduce yourself. Go ahead, Amy. Good morning. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive eater from Maryland. Thank you so much for your service. Wow, I don't think I've ever in all these years got on first. I was almost in a panic there. But thank you so much, everyone, and uh, what a great sentence. You know, I used to think, Give freely of what you find and join us. And I said, well, well, isn't that putting the cart before the horse? I mean, don't you join first in the, in, in, in the do the 12 steps and then give freely? But I think that's, in my humble opinion, what Bill was trying to say here is not relation to individual recovery. I think it's join us in the firing line of service. And what was so eloquently stated in the first chair is this idea of joining. Um, Amy, we just lost you. Uh, could you please uh, start one again or, or unmute? Okay, am I back? I don't know what happened. I just got muted. Are you there? Uh, yep, yep. I can hear you now. Did, did you hear me at all? Yep, I did. Uh, okay. Absolutely. Um, I lost about the last 10 seconds of what you were saying, 15 seconds or so. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Let me think if I can backtrack. Okay. So the, you know, I thought that that sentence was like, join us should come first before give freely. But in my humble opinion, it's not putting the cart before the horse because I think what Bill is saying here 
is to join us on the firing lines of service. Join us as we tread the road of happy destiny. Join us as we not only practice all these principles in all our affairs, but we carry the message to a still-suffering compulsive eater. And it, and it reminds me of what it says in the um, AA 12 and 12 in the beginning of the chapter. It says here, here we experience the kind of giving that asks no rewards. Here we begin to practice all 12 steps of the program in our daily lives so that we and those about us may find emotional sobriety. When the 12th step is seen in its full implication, it is really talking about the kind of love that has no price tag. So when we trudge the road, quote, the happy destiny together, it is about service. It's about joining together this fellowship as we carry the message to this still suffering compulsive eater. I give freely as I do that and I recover along the way, but my primary purpose is that tradition that says our primary purpose is to carry the message. And when I do that, I live in emotional sobriety. And I love what they say here about emotional sobriety as opposed to not eating or abstinence. It was about the full emotional sobriety. Remember the definition in Overeaters Anonymous of abstinence is refraining from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors while working towards and maintaining a healthy weight, emotional, physical, and spiritual recovery, and as we all add, while doing so happy, happily. Never in my wildest dreams did I ever think that food would not only call, but that it would go beyond that. Talk about a fourth dimension. It would go beyond that because I would live a life of emotional sobriety. I would be equipped with tools to carry my Thank you. And I'll just wrap up by saying that all comes part and parcel by step 12, which is where I practice these principles and all my affairs, and I get on the firing line of life, and I be of service to the still-suffering compulsive eater by carrying the message of these 12 steps. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. Susan P., you're up next, followed by Janice. Hey, go ahead, Susan. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. So, you know, when I heard the word freedom, it reminded me of something – um, a program person told me many years ago that before you can help someone, they have to need to help, want to help, and ask for from you. And it should be done for fun and for free, expecting nothing in return. And that has freed me from so much pain because, uh, just to give you an example, I have a long-term program uh, friend, and before I got into recovery, if I called her and then she didn't call me, I felt so rejected. And now um, that's her pattern, you know. Uh, if I'll call her, I mean, I hear from her for a month or two. And that's okay. That's where she's at. It's just such a different perspective. And yesterday she called me. We had a two-hour conversation just when I really needed it because, you know, it's one of those down-in-the-jump days. And to be free to be, to be free to help people without any expectations, for me, that is, that is true, true freedom. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Susan. Janice, you're up next, followed by uh, Chris W. Go ahead, Janice. Hi. Oh, hi, Rick. This is Jackie A. It's actually Jackie A. from Connecticut. Thank you. Um, can I be heard? Yes, you can. Awesome. I appreciate this, everybody. Um, so I'm working my 11th step right now, and I'm on the I'm on the six month plan since I've gotten this program, and um and I'm very grateful that my and it was not intentional, but it's the way that God wanted 
Um, my sponsor, knowing how what kind of types I am as a person, like I'm the manic depressive type and I'm the type three chronic bottom eater. So, and uh, exercise bulimic and uh, restrictor and um, and laxative purger. And like I needed, I needed to work the steps as intensely as I did with the pauses, with the with the deep work. Um, and every single point of either strength or grace or, like, just flailing, just being present, just being vulnerable, just trusting the fellowship of the rooms was, was critical not in my own recovery but in others. And I could see it by the way they reached out after the shares or the way that, like, you know, I clenched my heart or my throat when I was, when I was hearing other people speak. It's like, that's meaningful. That's what plants, not just seeds, but like I would say the fertilizer, I would say the sunshine, everything. Um, in, in at least my program, and I could hear it, it says, give freely of what you find and join us. And it doesn't cost me anything. It might cost me time at the moment, but that, that return on there is, is, my, is my deeper connection to God. Um, for me, my spirituality was always like, being in touch with nature, and I love astrology, I like energy work, like, I like everything, and I just never turned to God for the food aspect of my life, I felt like that was petty, I felt like that was just, like, my body came secondary to, like, where my place was in the world, and I can't live here if I'm not taking care of my body, I can't be of service to others, I can't be in community, or just even enjoy life's, like, simplicity, pleasure, nature, anything, if I'm not healthy enough to do so so I'm just very grateful in every way to what always given me and with that I pass thank you everybody all right thank you so much Jackie uh, Chris W you're, you're up next followed by Nancy P go ahead Jackie I mean sorry Hi, go ahead, this Chris. Is Chris. <laughs> Chris W Chris with a K from Nashville Tennessee and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and I love the part of just that we just give away what we have and share with other people and just doing service, getting on the lines and sharing with others and being vulnerable and and being truthful that when you're fearful that it's okay. We have a whole community of people that understand and, you know, giving help and to even, you know, the people that are not in the program. And, you know, some of you know I'm in Chicago to be with my friend, and I'm going back home tomorrow, but, um, you know, she'd lost her son, and so I've been trying to be useful to her. And the one thing that I thought would be so useful was to really clean up a lot of clutter. And and, um, and I realized today, after like 10 days, that she didn't ask me to do that. She, she might not have really even wanted me to. I was pushing her and trying to get her like, come on, show me, help me. I'll give you the stuff. You tell me what to take and keep and all this. But all of a sudden it's like she really didn't ask me to do that. And she wasn't excited about it. It certainly kept her mind off some things. But if we're not paying attention to those subtle little hints, then we're not maybe being as useful as we thought. And 
that's just really all I wanted to say, and thank you. Thank you so much, Chris. Nancy P., you're up next, followed by Hiya P. Go ahead, Nancy. Hi, good morning. Nancy P., recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. So give freely of what you find and join us. That's step 12, and this is really, for me, where the rubber hits the road. The first 11 steps prepare me to work this step because I was incapable of giving anything away, freely or otherwise. I was incapable of joining anything, fellowship with other people in particular. I was not capable. I just wasn't. And, um, you know, I wanted to, or I didn't, no, I didn't want to. I wanted the benefits of giving freely and joining, but I didn't want to do it. And that is like a, a thumbnail sketch of my entire life. I wanted to be places without getting there. You know, I wanted to um, enjoy the benefits that other people have. I wanted to see the people, especially in Overeaters Anonymous, I wanted to see the joy that they had in my life without doing any of the work. That is, I wanted to find an easier, softer way, and I wanted to use half measures to get there. That's what I wanted. And, you know, what I was willing to do was eat and be thin. That's about it. I wasn't willing to do any work. And, you know, this 12th step says, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry the message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. The spiritual awakening is not, in my opinion, the result. That's the gateway so that I can join and give freely, give freely and join or whatever, you know, either way. I need to do that. I needed to do that just so that I could, you know, be a part of things. Um, and that's when the real work actually does that. Like the steps are just this sort of roadmap, but, you know, I have to, so I do all that stuff. And then we put it into practical application at once. Practical means outside the book and into my life. And, um, and today, you know, I was stingy with my time. If I, you know, if I ever said that I could sponsor, which A, I never should have because I was never recovered. And if I ever did, I was bored instantly because I wasn't talking about myself. And I had to listen to other people talk about them. I couldn't imagine, so, you know, I'd rather wear shoes that are too small and itchy sweaters all day long than listen to somebody else and to try to help them. Um, and today, you know, having done this work, having had my spiritual awakening, and my main job now, my only job is to um, carry the message and to practice the principles you know, I find myself joyfully joined, joyfully a member. You know, I'm, I'm in that fellowship that has sprung up around me, which I used to say, think for yourself. They say, we know we will not want to miss it. And I thought to myself, not this one. And um, today I'm in the middle of that. And um, I give it away hand over fist. That's the only way to keep it. So I, you know, I, I shovel it out of my doorway as fast as I can. I feel like the grid is running down the hill flinging presents out of the sleigh as fast as he can. And I'll wrap up. Today, I'm as on fire, to, you know, today as I was the first day. I stopped hurting myself with food. So join us. Give freely. Come and join us if you're, if you're not there yet. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy P. Hi, uh, P. You're up next, followed by Dorita P. Go ahead, Hi. Hi, thank you. Hi, everybody. This is Haya P. Grateful Recover Compulsive Overeater, Bulimic, and Restrictor. I live in Colorado, and I'm currently in New Jersey, so I get to be on this meeting wide awake, which I'm happy about. Um, welcome to anyone who's new. 
And um, yeah, this this sentence writ, written in isolation, read in isolation, give freely of what you find and join us. And I was just reflecting on it as I was listening. And I was thinking about give freely of what you find, which tells me I found something here or that I should find something here. And I did. And I'm so grateful for that. And I keep finding. That's the beauty of this, is that this is a continuous process. Um, and we just we just find. And what did I find originally? I found fellowship. I found that there were other people who ate the way I did and felt the way I did and could understand the way I was thinking and the way I thought about food and how I could continue to hurt my body the way I did, even though I knew each time I did it that this was not a good thing. Um, and and I keep finding. And then join us. Join us in, like someone said, you know, the fire in line. Join us in this incredible ability to pass it on and to share with others and to watch other people find what we find here. And and then they can and then they join us. And I was thinking also about a woman I was speaking to, and she had just recovered, and she said that she wasn't ready to sponsor. She just didn't think that she you know really had anything. And it reminded me of um, well, first I said, well, you know, the book tells us that we really have to do this. Like this is the immunity. Nothing gives immunity to compulsive reading like working with others. Um, but it also reminded me many years ago, a woman in program, I was like feeling sorry for myself, because I don't think I have anything to give. And she said, you know, if you say you've got nothing to give, what you're saying is you've been given nothing. And so I have to look at what I'm here to find, find it, and then help others find it. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you so much, IAP. Dorita P., you're up next, followed by Janet B. Go ahead, Dorita. Thank you. I think your name is Rick. Thank you, Rick, for your service. Um, my name is uh, Dorita Pippen, and I am uh, really grateful to be here. It's a privilege and honor to be at a meeting of Overeaters Anonymous. Everybody do not get this opportunity for whatever reason. So I'm really, really grateful that I have a seat here. And welcome. Welcome to any newcomers. Uh, we have almost 500 people on the line, and if you want to know how I know, you just press star, star zero if you want to know how many people is on the line, and there's almost 500 of us. And um, it's amazing. You know, it's amazing. Overeaters Anonymous is amazing. And so I would just want to comment here um, on a couple of sentences ahead. We're we're on the sentence um Give freely of what you find and join us. Uh, but up above, um, it says God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. And then it also says um, the answers will come if your own house is in The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. And I and I used to hate that. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. And so I wanted to get what you guys had so that I could, um, you know, so that I could share too. Um, before program, um, so I've been in Overeaters Anonymous since 1999, but I started in Emotions Anonymous in 1995. And, um, you know, 
um, in, in, in Emotions Anonymous, they say, um, you know, the purpose of you um, doing the fifth step is so that you can listen to somebody else's fifth step. And so, I, you know, even before program, probably as a little girl, I'm sure as a little girl, I always wanted to help people. And um, nowadays I think that can be good and bad. You know, a lot of people take advantage of people who want to help people. So, but I'm just really grateful, and I, I'll just stop right there. Thank you so much, Rick, for all of your service and everybody here that, you know, does service. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Doreen. Janet B., you're up next, and we'll take some more names. Go ahead, Janet. Hi, good morning. This is Janet B., recovered from compulsive eating and bulimia in New Jersey. Thanks, Rick. Um, give freely of what you find. So what is it that we find? And so I flip back to page 45 where it tells me what my problem is, right? It says lack of power. That was our dilemma. So not lack of desire, not lack of a good moral code, lack of power. And then it says we had to find a power by which we could live, and it had to be a power greater than ourselves. And then a couple lines later it says, well, that's exactly what this book is about. Its main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. So I think that's really when they talk about it, what we find, this power greater than ourselves, which will solve our problem. And I personally love how that line is written, right? Its main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. Well, if I don't believe in God, that line gives me clues about how to find God. If this power is going to solve my problem, this power must be pretty smart because I have two master's degrees and I couldn't figure out how to solve this problem, how to put down the food for, you know, even two days, two hours sometimes. Couldn't do it. If this power is going to solve my problem, this power must be pretty strong because this illness kicked my butt. So this power had to be stronger than me and stronger than this illness. And for me, most important, this power might be strong enough to kick the illness's butt, smart enough to figure out how to do it, but why would he bother? So if this power is going to solve my problem, this power, this God, must care about me, must love me. And that's a God that I could, get, that, that I could have a relationship with, that I would want to have a relationship with. So when we say give freely what you find, to me what this means is we find a power greater than ourselves, a God who loves us, who's strong enough to take care of us, and who's willing to take care of us so that we can experience the miracle of a spiritual experience and the miracle of the food obsession being kicked to the curb. And with that, I pass. Thanks. All right. Thanks so much, Janet B. Before we continue with our second group of names, we are in the chapter, A Vision for You, page 164, the third paragraph, fourth sentence, give freely of what you find and join us. And we're reading and commenting on that one sentence only. And though we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Who else would like to share today? Katie G. from Boston. Julie E.B. Julie E.B. Julie E.B. Julie E.B. 
Did I hear Loretta uh, H? Yes. Okay, Loretta, gotcha. Who? Uh, and then there was some. Ginger C. Gotcha, Ginger. Reggie R. thing there. Reggie O. Who was the last initial R? I heard a name with the last uh, initial of R. Did you hear Penny E? Nancy. Nancy R. Okay, Penny C and Nancy R. All right. We'll try to get everybody. I'm going to stop right there. Go ahead, Katie G, followed by Julie E.B. You're up, Katie. Good morning, uh, Rick. Thanks for taking the meeting. This is Katie G. Recovered in Boston, and uh, I'm grateful today to be one of God's girls, you know, um, give freely of what I find. I've never wanted to give freely. I've never wanted to give to anyone unless they were going to give it back to me. Um, Way before I took a compulsive bite, I needed it. I felt like an empty bone. I felt like I should be someone else doing something else at some other time. And for me, Um, I'm abandoning myself to God as I understand God. So the whole purpose of these 12 steps, this beautiful treasure map, is to get me to the treasure who is God. And my primary purpose is to fit myself to be of maximum service to God and to those around me as we trudge the road of happy destiny. It does not say we trudge the road to happy, happy destiny, which is you know, what I thought, maybe I can get someplace else and be satisfied and happy there. But what I have found is beyond my wildest dreams, first of all, I have found freedom from the bondage of compulsive eating, anorexia, and bulimia. And that is a miracle. But more significantly, I have gotten a relationship with power who manages my life and therefore my crazy thinking. You know, if you're in the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous and you have your seat here and you're not content with your abstinence and your way of life, like, God wants us to be happy, and I have to fit myself to be of maximum service to him, which means having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these 12 steps, I've try, I try to carry this message, and what is the message? If you have your seed in Overeaters Anonymous and you are suffering from the bondage of food or the bondage of self, and if you don't know if you're suffering from the bondage of self, think about who you thought about the most yesterday or what you thought about the most. And if you were replaying and rehashing what other people thought about you, are you popular? Are you getting possessions? Are you getting, um, are you being productive? If you are obsessed about other people, you are in the bondage of self. And guess what? There is a solution, which is almost none of us like the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of our shortcomings, which this process requires for its successful consummation, which means beginning. So I beg of you. Get a sponsor, get abstinent, get through the steps, and join us as we give freely to one another what has so generously been given to us 
grateful to be here, Rick. Thanks for your beautiful service. Thanks so much, Katie G. Julie E.B., you're up next, followed by Ginger C. Go ahead, Julie. Hi, this is Julie E.B., gratefully recovered in Colorado Springs. Um, wow, give freely. You know, it wasn't until I had done a lot of work through my first steps and through many chapters of the big book with a sponsor, just one working with another. You know, I was in so much pain, and as I said, 300 pounds, bed-bound, of so many physical illnesses, and it wasn't until I was on step six and seven, and and was trying an idea of writing down a bookmark from a special edition um, by Barbara A. About step ten, that uh, I started writing my special my character defects and their opposites, and it's just to give me this vocabulary around some of the things that God is calling me to and out of. And uh, self-seeking, I looked it up, and the opposite was altruism. And, uh, wow, I found that buried in the big book before, and it said to give without expecting a return. Wow. That is the opposite of giving clearly. You know, when I gave, I always need something back. Affirmation, someone to see me, someone to know me, a sense of control, whatever it was I needed. And so I could not join. You know, we've talked a lot about the word freely today, but I could not join anything. I felt so deeply alone. And yet once I began to give and um, through this process, God did for me what I could not do for myself. And as I prayed to see a way to give, even for my kids, without expecting a pat on the back or a phone call back, just to tell them that they were awesome or whatever it was, give freely. Um, without expecting a return, um, an altruistic way of life. And I'm so glad to be in that way of life. And um, hopefully we all have time to share that with one another today. Uh, thanks for letting me share it, and I pass to you, Thank you, Uh, sorry about that. Go ahead, uh, Ginger. Thank you for your share, Julie E.B. Ginger C., you're up next. You go ahead. Thanks, Rick. Uh, this is Ginger C., a real compulsive overeater. Back to day one. I only wish that I could find what I found because I used to have freedom and neutrality and I've just known pain and eating and relapsing and it just doesn't stop and my heart is so heavy right now because my mom is in the hospital and I'm going to need you guys and I know that I need God more than anything to walk. The only thing that's going to help me get through is appetite. This food is only making it more complicated. But I can't stop eating. Uh, Ginger, we're here. Our prayers are with you, sweetie. Thanks for for being brave enough to come on. Did you want to keep sharing? 
All right. Well, again, thank you for for coming on, Ginger, and uh, we love you. All right, Loretta H. You're uh, up next, followed by Reggio. Go ahead, Loretta. This is Loretta H. in New Jersey. I want to share concerning um, the freely of what to find and join us. What I have found is that I cannot do this program without God. That is so prevalent in my spirit. And so I have um, anxiety and I have a problem staying focused. And I always have to go back to God and ask him to help me out of those situations because those are the situations that lead me back to the food. When I'm anxious and I'm not focused, I'm on my own path to destruction. So I know in my heart and my spirituality that I need God to work this program. That's all that I have found in this program because through finding God in this program, I can follow the steps and I can do what I'm supposed to do. Step 11 says, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for his knowledge of all of his will for us and the power to carry that out. What that means to me is on a daily basis, every moment, every second, I'm out of touch with God's will. I have to pray for God's will if that means for me to stay abstinent because I know that this is a spiritual program, and the only thing that works for me to work this program is to stay in conscious contact with God through everything because I have an addiction that I cannot cure by myself. I need God, and I need this program. So I thank God that I was able to speak after the lady um, that just spoke. I hope maybe it will help her. And the other part of this program is join us. And I know, too, that I have to join this program. I can't be in isolation. I have to Thank you, Amanda. Thank you. I'll just finish up there. I know that I have to join in and not isolate. And I also know that my at the end of the day comes from being in touch and have to, with the will of God. That's my inward happiness and my peace and my joy. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Loretta H. Reggio, you're up next, followed by Penny C. Go ahead, Reggie. Uh, thank you so much, Rick, for your service and every all of this that I've heard. We're almost 500 people on the line this morning. This is really amazing, and I'm very gratefully recovered and living in Texas. And um, to feel me of what you find and join us. And, you know, I, I, it would take me, I don't know how long it would take me to say what I have found here, you know, um, found what I had always been looking for and what I had always been looking for, even though I didn't know it. And I kept thinking I was going to find it in food and people and job and this and that. But I found it uh, in, a, in a God of my growing understanding. And and to get to that God of my growing understanding, I had to let go of a lot, you know. I had to learn, and this is and what I've gotten. I've learned what is the nature of my major problem, the things that I turn to, you know, as my God, which was food. 
And I learned that that is a huge problem that I'm powerless over, and uh, and and my life had become unmanageable. And it, you know, it just goes on. I, I was thinking of this beautiful couple of lines from this song I heard years ago, and the lines were. Filling up and spilling over like an endless waterfall. Filling up and spilling over over all. And I, for even years in this program, I used to think I just I, I didn't have enough to give. I didn't have enough to give. I've got to learn more, get more, recover more to have enough to give. And you know the the truth is, the truth is is that I have to give to continue to receive. It's like. And and I've learned the most important thing through step 12 is that the more I give, the more I get. You know, it's like when I give what I have and when I just, just give freely, I keep filling up. You know, there's always more. And when I try to hold on to it because I don't think I have enough, there's always less. So this idea about continuing to fill up with the recovery in God, the God of my understanding, the greatest gift in my life, um, which I have also found, which is the second greatest gift, is that it's found deeply within me. And it's, you know, only there in one part of the book that it says it may be found. And as I follow this this path and this fellow, in this fellowship, uh, I just keep learning and growing, and there are so many promises in this book, uh, almost on every page, and they, they, you know, they all come true. Give freely of what you find and join us, you know, um, and that's an amazing, this is an amazing place to be. I feel great, uh, incredibly grateful to have found it and to have keep, kept on keeping on, and I appreciate all of you here. Thank you. Thank you so much, Reggio. Um, guys, uh, we've got uh, two more there, and uh, if you guys would take about two and a half minutes each, that way you both can get in uh, equal time there. So Penny C, go ahead, and followed by Nancy R, and I'm going to um, do two and a half. Okay, go that's ahead. great. My, this is Penny E, not Penny C. We sound Bye. alike. Okay, good morning, good morning. Penny E. from South Jersey. Thank you so much, Rick, for your service and everybody that puts this together uh, so much. And thank you for the people on this line that are not only in recovery but not in recovery. What an incredible reminder of uh, how important it is to uh, not pick up under any and all circumstances. Thank you. But anyway, what I want to share on is this um, giving freely of what you find. And as so many people have talked about what we have found, oh, my gosh, it's like a uh, four-hour dissertation. Um, I first want to say that the AA 12 and 12 says that we have had, been granted a perfect release, a perfect release from alcoholism, from food addiction. That's the only thing we can do perfectly, you know. But what else have I found? I have found a way to not overeat under any and all circumstances, to maintain a normal body size happily. That's awesome. You know, I found out the reason that I could not stop, the reason that I could stop, the solution. Um, I found an amazing relationship with God, who's my partner today. I'm, I'm a widow, but I have an incredible partner in my life who is not – it's just perfect, a perfect, perfect uh, partner. Uh, I have friends, lifelong friends, people who gave up everything and flew to Georgia 
from New Jersey when they knew I needed help. I was in a motorcycle accident. They gave up everything, their, their life, their jobs. They just came. Um, a way of life that it solves all my problems. It works in every solution. It also, there's a promise in the big book that I can have serenity in the middle of calamity. And I got my arm up. Yes, I have found that no matter what. I have found love, love instead of judgment. Now, I don't do this perfectly. The only thing I do perfectly is keep that food down. Uh, but I have found love instead of judgment, instead of uh, gossip, instead of, it's just an amazing way to live. So I will stop here and thank you all. I love you, love you, love you, and God bless everybody. Thanks. Thank you so much, Penny E. Nancy R., you're up next. And you can Hi. That, Hi. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. All right. Thank you so much for your service, and thank you for uh, giving me an opportunity to share. I was really need to share because when I read this uh, sentence yesterday, I just started thinking about all, all of the things that I have been given as a result of being in this program. And... Um, it boils down to uh, these 12 steps have given me a true relationship with God that enabled me to have what it was I was seeking, and that was just simply peace. Peace. I thought about the fellowship and the friendships uh, that I have as a result of this program, and the last thing that I thought about was the fact that I had lost, uh, I, I lost and kept off for over 28 years, 100 pounds. That, you know, I, I would think that that would be the first thing that would come to mind. But that wasn't the problem. The problem was the way I thought and, and my actions. And this program has given me the liberty to think in, in a manner that's pleasing to my higher power so that my actions are pleasing to him. And with that, I will pass. Thank you for letting me share. All right, Nancy R. Um, well, we actually have time for uh, another share. Um, if someone wants to jump in, well, we have about a minute. Los Angeles, I'd love New to York. share. Okay, so uh, Los Angeles, go ahead. Who was the gentleman that was on? I heard a gentleman, uh, and uh, you can go ahead and share if you want. Hi, I'm Jose Valida in Los Angeles. Good morning, everyone. Um, I came on right when the lady, um, when she was um, showing her emotions, that she was struggling. And, you know, I thought when I came in, they said this is a save-your-own-ass program. But what I now say is, no, save someone else's ass and yours will get saved in the process. You know, it, it, it's really, for me today, all about love and service. And, you know, I'm willing to go to any lengths. You know, I can't be more invested in somebody's recovery than they are. But, you know, your struggles are my struggles. This is a WE program. We can do together what we could never do alone. And I need you guys like you need me. And it's it's that commonality and that bond that that makes this work, you know, that accountability. And, you know, yesterday was the, the Super Bowl, or as I call it for us, the Super Bowl. You know, I, I didn't have to partake. I was invited to a party, and then I said, I'm going to get 150 wins from something. And I said, I'll pass, thank you. You know, um, 
I, I had my three afternoon meals yesterday. That's that's God's grace. Um, with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much for taking us out. And thank you, everyone, uh, who shared. Please uh, join us for a second unrecra- uh, unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Monday, February 14th, 2022, is 18,548. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Barbara P. please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Barbara P., are you there to read a vision for you for us? Yeah, hi, good morning. Sorry about that, Barbara. Barbara P., recovered compulsive reader in the Atlanta area. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.